0: Back, another Birds of Broad Street live stream. This one's gonna be a banger. Carson Wentz just got traded yesterday. That's the big news. That's what we're gonna be talking about today. Uh, your humble hosts, Tyler and James, Eagles fans on Instagram, Fresh Prince of Philly. Always, yeah. So, I mean, today's probably gonna be mostly Carson Wentz. That's what we're gonna be talking about the whole time. Um, I remember how I felt exactly when I read the tweet that he got traded. and. I still feel like I'm processing it. I feel like I am i lost a family member or uh, a friend of mine got shot. I feel those type of feelings, and it's really sad, and I don't know exactly how I feel about it right now, so I'm going to let you take it away.
1: Yeah, it all hasn't processed just yet. I feel like because it took so long, a little part of me was holding out hope that he wasn't going to get traded, and especially when we have Rob Mahdi on the show, and he says you know, there's a little bit of a chance because of, Carson Wentz's faith and morals that he might want to stay here and not really go out and seek anything else but the Eagles I guess found the best deal that they wanted for it and they made the move um there's no doubt in my mind that Carson Wentz and the Colts have won this out of the trade so far because you got Carson for almost next to nothing a third round pick and then the conditional second round pick you know depending on how much he plays but you know if you look at it in hindsight, the Colts basically got an MVP type of level guy for pretty cheap, and we know what he can do with the right people, and if he's healthy and things like that. So I, I would take that deal, you know, ten out of ten times if I was the Colts to to take yeah. a chance on a guy who's going to be a, a possibly an MVP candidate with Frank Wright again. Wh- why not? You were literally one, you know, one quarterback away. Last season from doing really well in the playoffs, I, I thought Philip Rivers, you know, he played decent, but he's towards the end of his career. You can't really get the full yeah. potential out of him yet. They, they did the best they could with him. But with Parson Wentz, this guy's the ceiling for the Colts.
0: Yeah, the Colts, the Colts have all the things that the Eagles don't have. They have a phenomenal offensive line that stays healthy. They got a nice young stud running back. I mean, we have Miles Sanders, but they use him. Uh, mm-hmm. They got weapons on the outside. They got a uh, offensive play caller that's going to put him in the right spot. And then they have a tremendous defense, a top ten defense over there. So um, I have no doubts that Carson is going to go over there and take the Colts to the playoffs. Because the only team I see in that division competing with them is the Titans. And I think with Carson leading that offense and that defense they have, they can they can match the Titans. If if they don't win the division, then they'll be a wild card team for sure. So. The Eagles will be in contention for another top 10 pick and the Carson Wentz led Indianapolis Colts will be a playoff team next season. And that's just tough. I mean, like I said, it's hard to process and put um, everything into words and compartmentalize it. But it's just, I don't understand how we got here when we're talking about less than a year ago. I mean, well, a little bit over a year ago, Carson Wentz is leading this practice squad team to the playoffs and he's setting records and, Twenty-seven and seven, and his leading receivers, Greg War. It just—it doesn't make sense to me that after one season, uh, it all broke down. Um, but I think a lot of the conversation has to be had that it's not just oh, the Eagles messed up and they traded Carson Wentz. It's the Eagles messed up before all this, before the trade happened, with getting him talent, you know, getting him the right coaching, all those types of things that led to the fracture in the relationship.
1: Yeah, um, but
0: you yeah. just have to root for Wentz. I, I hope he goes over there and, and balls out because he deserves that. We deserve to have that happen to us. Um,
1: it's a huge botch on so many levels. Like, I can't yeah. even begin to dissect it between not building around him, between the contracts. Why do you give the guy the contract that much money if you already had doubts about him? And then with Jalen Hurts, uh, the coaching, just the personnel, there's so many things that play into this, but. I am so excited with the Colts because if you don't think that he can't just go in there and produce, no. I I think that's you know I, I I don't think that's unreasonable at all. You worked with Frank Wright already. This it's going to be very dangerous Colts team. I mean, who who do they have to compete with right now in the AFC? They had the Chiefs. We just saw the Chiefs become mortal. Yeah. uh And you almost beat the Buffalo Bills with Philip Rivers with a forty-year-old Philip Rivers. I, I can't wait. I hate to say that I will root for somebody else other than the Eagles, but I probably will root for Carson Wentz next year when I see them play.
0: Yeah. I mean, it'd be hard not to. Um, I think the thing too, the older that I get being a fan, when you're younger, it's just like you, you cheer for the logo so hard and you have so many people that think that you're not a real fan unless you blindly love the team and everything that they do. And, um, but I don't think that's being a real fan. A real fan is holding your team accountable and wanting the best for your franchise that you root for. And this is just bad. It's, it, I go back to, I think it was the 2017 clip when we played the uh, 49ers. Mm-hmm. Uh, or maybe it was 2018. I can't remember when, but he was talking to John Lynch and he said, Yeah, he's just amazing. Uh, hopefully we don't screw him up. Maybe it was his rookie I can't remember when we played them, but no, it was 2017. Yeah. It was, it, uh, it, I'm watching that clip and I remember that when that got circulated because you see it throughout the years, not even just the year it happened. And you're wondering yourself, what do you mean if we don't screw it up? Like, how could you screw it up? They screwed it up. Yeah. Like you said, it's it's one of the biggest blunders in sports history in the NFL to to ruin a guy like that. And if if there's anybody that watches this or sees this or is out there that thinks that Carson Wentz was the problem, that his talent declined, that he fell off, that he's just not good anymore, you're just mistaken. I don't know what you're watching. Carson Wentz is extremely talented. That's why a lot of us wanted him to stay. He's going to go to the Colts. He's going to compete for a playoff spot. He's probably going to compete for a Pro Bowl nod, an MVP nod. And like I said, you you see Dan Orlovsky making those claims on ESPN and Mina Kimes is losing her mind. It's just to to think that that's a laughable statement is laughable. This man proved it time and time again on many occasions that he's just – Phenomenal, top tier, elite level quarterback talent, and that's what the Colts got. And the Eagles, the Eagles, man, I if, don't know. If we're ranking Carson Wentz
1: out of the all-time QBs on the Eagles, do you think he's passed Donovan McNabb, or do you think he just wasn't at that quite level yet because he didn't play here long enough?
0: I think that's the only thing that you could say. Just that, and that just depends on people's preference. When you ask that question, is no, it, it needed to be somebody, but. Talent-wise, he's the best quarterback that's ever put on Midnight Green. or Without a
1: doubt. I I feel like if this past season didn't happen and he had another Carson Wentz type of season last year, I think I would be able to give him the nod over Donovan McNabb just out of great consistency. But this one last year I think really hurts him. But I still put him up there with top two Eagles quarterbacks. I mean, who else are you going to give it to? Cunningham? I think he was better than Cunningham. I think he's better than Jaws
0: yeah
1: Uh, and much respect to those guys they're both philly legends but with carson wentz you just you saw him take a team in 2015 well he got drafted in 16 so 2015 this team was straight up mediocrity it was sam bradford and a bunch of and then carson wentz comes in here and since carson Wentz has been drafted the eagles have been relevant in the nfl super bowl champs playoff appearances And that's mostly due to him. And you heard Tory Smith say his intentions were always the best in Philly. All he wanted to do was bring a title here. And he had a huge part in doing so. But um, it's just strange because I want to refer back to that video where he was talking to John Lynch, uh, Doug Peterson, where where you think, as long as we don't screw it up. Watching that video back in 2017 when Doug was talking to John Lynch and he was saying, you know, we got somebody special in the building, I thought, In my very own eyes, I was watching Patrick Mahomes before Patrick Mahomes was a thing. I thought I was watching the next big thing in the NFL. I thought he was going to take the league by storm and the Eagles were going to be a competitive franchise for the next 10 years. And the fact that it, what, died in three, it just absolutely blows my mind. I think it's such a huge failure. um, And it just, it relates back to uh, Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie. You guys did
0: And when you bring up Patrick Mahomes and you talk about him being the next big thing in the NFL, he was in 2017. He yeah. he did that. He if he would have stayed healthy, he would have won the MVP hands down. It's not even a question. He would have won that Super Bowl, and he wouldn't want. He would have won it much easier than Nick Foles did. Mm-hmm. That's two. For the people that don't believe that the organization failed Carson Wentz, let's just go in recent memory. Okay. Who won this year's Super Bowl? Tom Brady? Who did he play? He played Patrick Mahomes, right? Now let's compare what they had to work with. Tom Brady had a top five defense. Tom Brady had Mike Evans, pro bowler. Chris Godwin, pro bowler. Antonio Brown, former pro bowler. Rob Gronkowski, one of the greatest tight ends of all time. He had Leonard Fournette, who was a top 10 draft pick. He had Ronald Jones, who came on the scene this year. He had an offensive line that was one of the highest priced offensive lines in the league. With one of the best young left tackles in Tristan Wirfs, that's just who won the Super Bowl. Yes. Who we played: Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, first-round pick running back. Offensive line's good. They have uh, an elite pass rusher. They have an elite defensive back in Matthew and uh, in Frank Clark. That's just who competed in the Super Bowl. Who won it the year before? The Chiefs. Those still those same guys are still there. There. Who did the Chiefs play? They played the Niners, who had an elite defense, right? Yep. And then they had a three-headed monster in the backfield. What I'm saying is every team that competes in this league for a Super Bowl in the playoffs and makes it deep, they have guys around their quarterback. There's not a single guy in the NFL that has won a Super Bowl in this century that did it with nothing around him. Mm-hmm. Every quarterback always had weapons, always had weapons. And Carson hasn't had weapons. I don't want to hear about Alshon Jeffrey. I don't want to hear about... Tory Smith. I don't want to hear about Deshaun Jackson. I don't want to hear about Nelson Aguilar. Those aren't top-tier weapons. Go get this man, a Julio Jones and Odell Beckham, a DeAndre Hopkins, which you had the chance to do, okay? Howie, we're not saying you didn't try. You tried, but you failed. You failed Carson Wentz, and that's why we are where we are. And that's that's the report that came out the other day is Carson said, I don't trust your your decision-making anymore. You hey. aren't mm-hmm. capable of putting the guys around me that I need. I got to get out of here.
1: I think Howie's biggest mistake was that he was trying to strike gold in the same spot like three years in a row. He saw the 2017 season because every free agency and draft move he made in that year went as best as he could ever imagine. I, I'm pretty sure he got the best last year out of all his free agencies with Patrick Robertson. He got the most out of him. He got the pretty much the most out of LeGarrette Blunt. I know we didn't see LeGarrette yeah. Blunt too much during the season, but when the playoffs came, well, Garrett Blunt came alive. You got the most out of Chris Long. You got the most out of your first round pick, Derek Barnett. I still think
0: Blount, who contributed.
1: Yeah, I still think Barnett's best season was his rookie year. Yo. You know, it's an, it's um, insane how many of those moves prior to the 2017 season worked out. When we played, uh, it, that was the best Eagles team I've ever seen assembled. Everything clicked, and it was crazy. And you were able to build the strong nucleus. Uh, Corey Clement. Corey Clement had his best season. You know? Like. You were able to just build this high-powered nucleus around Carson Wentz, and yet when he went down, it was still a good team, and that's why we still won. And I think that's how his biggest mistake is—he was t- trying to like duplicate that these past three years, but it doesn't work like that. You know, you can't just teeter in the middle between wanting to get younger and then wanting to stick with these older guys. You have to pick which way or the other. If you wanted to go all in, you had to just go all in. But if you wanted to rebuild, then you needed to rebuild. But they were just stuck in this middle spot where it didn't really help. And the Eagles just became a mediocre team because there was really no vision. There was no focal point in anything. And that's why we saw, you know, you you see some great guys on the team like Zach Ertz, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham. But then you also see nothing on the outside. Like you see no playmakers on the outside whatsoever. and And the injuries played a factor as well. So. As like, I'm happy that this happened for Carson Wentz because I do think this is going to rejuvenate his career. But from an Eagles fan standpoint, this is our passion. This is what we love. We love this team more than anything. I'm very scared right now for what the future is going to look like, whether we're going to draft somebody at six or if we're going to have to have Jalen Hurts take the reins next year, which is like, either way, I, I don't know what would be worse bringing a quarterback in here and having him deal with that whole chaos or tying the knot to Jalen hurts and being mediocre for the next three to four years until you realize enough is enough.
0: Yeah. I think what it's going to take to get Howie out the door is that being not even mediocre, being very bad, being one of the worst teams in the league, being a top five drafting team for multiple seasons, that'll probably get Jeff's attention. But I just want to, before we move on to the, the, uh, the Carson topic, to talk about where how he went wrong, mm-hmm. Back, okay. So in 2017, you win the Super Bowl. And every GM that has won a Super Bowl, their immediate thought after is, "How do I keep this thing together? How do I keep this thing rolling? How do I continue to win Super Bowls and compete and be one of the best teams in the league?" Uh, and I think what he did with a lot of those uh, high-priced free agents that he brought in, with Alshon Jeffrey, and then you have to pay guys like Brandon Graham. You got to play. You got to pay Fletcher. You got to pay um Carson you got to turn around and pay Carson and I think what he tried to do is kick a lot of that money down the road just continue to push it down the road as much as I could Mm -hmm. but because if you're a competing team it doesn't really matter right nobody's nobody's really wondering why the Saints have the worst cap situation in the league they were a playoff team they thought that they could go for it uh it looks stupid for us being a bad team and being uh cap strapped because we're not competing yeah. But when you go and get guys like Darius Slay, when you you pay Brandon Graham, you pay Fletcher, you pay Alshon, all these guys, you're just kicking the can down the road because you think you're going to be good. And when you're not, that's when it looks like a disaster. And that's where we're at right now. So,
1: no, that's a good point. And I don't really blame the 2018 season on Howie because you were trying to keep the band together and see if you could get another one. But later down the road when you're realizing it's not working out and your uh, your franchise is trending downwards that's when we start to have a problem with it because you know you see the situation it leads us into now we're back
0: where we were in 2015 where yeah. we, we don't know what we're doing but I, what i'm saying is i think so 2017 you win it 2018 you get i don't want to say close you're on the cusp of going back to the NFC title game right if yeah. Alton catches it, if they win that game, you never know if the Eagles repeat as champions with Nick Foles, and then who would, who knows who would have been the quarterback after that, right? Yeah, but the certainly there, yeah. In 2018, it's a successful season. You got to the divisional round. You could, you had a chance to win it, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't go your way. 2019, you come back, and then you just you say, "Oh, it was injuries." But even with injuries, Carson Wentz led this team to the playoffs. So. We're still going all in. We still think we can be a competitive team and, and compete for a Super Bowl. And t- to have that fall off from 2019 to 2020 is kind of why we're seeing what we're seeing. But I think the fall off is because how we said, I want to try to make this this team work, kick the money down the road, keep these guys that were part of this 2017 team. And that's why you, you know, you get older as a player, you're not going to be the same Alshon Jeffrey's not the same player he was when he walked in the door in 2017 right yeah. so I think that's how he's one of how he's biggest mistakes but without question what will define how he is a GM in Philadelphia is taking Jalen Hurts in the second round mm-hmm. what it's is the frustration I've ever seen
1: we never really got the impression the past few years that it was the quarterback's fault or no. you know it wasn't it, it, sometimes we did blame it on the coaching a little bit but more the past couple years, 2019, 18, 20, we felt like the roster wasn't good enough. That was our main problem. It's just there, there wasn't enough there to get us over the top. And, um, yeah. you know, next year, if you, if you don't think like, okay, I used to have this thought process that, well, it's going to be pretty hard to be bad in the NFC East. Well, the Eagles proved that wrong last year. You were terrible even in one of the worst divisions in the yeah. NFL. You couldn't squeeze out four more than four wins. So. You know, I I don't think that the NFC East is going to be that much of a debacle next year like it was this year, especially with uh, the Washington football team on the rise. Um, Daniel Jones showed towards the end of the year that he's only going to get
0: better. Dak will be back.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. Hopefully... uh, I don't know if I want to say hopefully, but uh, it depends on how I want the Eagles situation to go next year if I want them to take another draft pick or not. But yeah, Dak could be back next year for the Cowboys. So... You're probably looking at towards the bottom again, and you know maybe it will be as terrible as it was this past year, and everybody's going to be fighting for that number one spot in the NFC East, but I just don't feel like the Eagles have a good organization within the inside, and I've seen Washington. Washington looked like they had it all together, especially with Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera coming in there changed that whole franchise. They all look like they're on the same page. The Giants, Cowboys, a little bit of a mess, but... They have something that the Eagles don't. They have talent, yep. And that's is probably what's going to separate us on Sundays. Is that the Eagles don't have enough to compete with the other teams?
0: Yeah, I think in twenty twenty one, if if an Eagles fan expects this team to compete for more than six wins, you're delusional. They're they don't have money to get anybody, so it's gonna you're gonna see a lot of the same faces. You're gonna see a lot of undrafted free agents. You're gonna see a lot of young guys. Uh, you're gonna see a lot of six round draft picks that are playing you know, big snaps in 2021 just because the Eagles might be able to get up under the cap, but they're not going to create enough money to do anything. They're not going to make any big signings. There might be one or two depth guys that come in uh, in free agency. I expect this to be super quiet um, going into the offseason, but we we can talk about Carson until – I could make a Carson Wentz podcast. Yeah,
1: which, just which talking- might happen. Yeah, we should make a Carson Wentz podcast. It's dedicated to him next year on the Colts. But just as you were talking about that, the free agency um, and cap situation, the Eagles are – it looks like they're gutting everything. And we're kind of moving on to our next topic with the Sean Jackson because yep. Alshon Jeffrey and Malik Jackson are both reported to get cut as well. It's yep. not going be official until down the line. But the Eagles, for the most part, it looks like they're gutting everything right now. And you got the same thing with Zach Ertz. Um, Zach Ertz most likely going to be out the door as well. That's yep. the only optimistic part I have about this team is okay. At least you're gutting everything. At least you're getting rid of all the like money that you don't have, mm-hmm. and trying to get younger. And you want to build a younger group of guys, and I'm okay with that. Like you, you should have done that already. But um, yeah, as we go into our next topic with Deshaun Jackson getting released today, very. I, I feel like we all saw it know coming it, he's hasn't played well since he's gotten here it's been injuries um he wasn't able to stay on the field and it, it's just was. it was a very poor way to end his second reunion i would have loved to see more i would have loved to see it be more successful maybe he got into the playoffs with us but unfortunately it didn't work out nonetheless i still do think that deshaun jackson is a philly legend i think down the road we are going to welcome him like we welcome guys like Allen Iverson, how we welcome guys like Dawkins, Westbrook, uh, Selleck, like he's going to get that Philly vibe to him that I, I think he deserves. You know, it might be a little bit bitter right now because of the poor way he ended his career here. But down the road, you, I do think Deshaun Jackson is much more appreciated than people think he is and that the city loves him. And I would not be surprised because he's the best deep threat I've seen in NFL history that if he lands himself a Hall of Fame spot, way down the line. Yeah. Like way down the line. I, I'm talking
0: uh,
1: probably, you know, 25 years from now, I do think he could sneak in.
0: Yeah, I think w- if you get past the backlog of, you know, elite wide receivers are still waiting to get in, he could. Um I think Deshaun Jackson is the best receiver the Eagles have ever had. Yeah. Um, I know it, it sounds a little weird to say because his numbers aren't the best uh, out of any Eagles receiver, but I think he's the just the most dynamic wide receiver the Eagles have ever had all time. Uh, he's one of my favorite Eagles of all time. His prime was you know kind of when I first started watching football when I was younger, and he's just he's got that swagger. He's got that Philly attitude. He, he loves. Uh, Philadelphia and and when you love Philadelphia they they love you back so um, yeah I'm gonna miss him we we were really wishing that when he came back the second time that it was gonna work out he just couldn't stay healthy it's not that he he couldn't play anymore it's not that he wasn't effective it was literally just he couldn't stay healthy I think he played 10% of the games that he could have played in his second stint back so um,
1: crazy how much he still has it though
0: Yeah, he's one of the fastest players in the league, and it's insane. Against Dallas,
1: what was it, week 16 or 15, something like that, where he burned the whole secondary on that one play from uh, from Jalen Hurts. It's insane at his age at 34 years old that he can still burn the whole team.
0: Exactly. I mean, in 2019, when we saw him uh, come out week one and get those two deep balls from Carson against the uh, the Redskins Mm -hmm. – that's exactly what we thought we were getting back. We thought, here we go. You know, if Carson Wentz has this tool and it just, it never materialized. He couldn't stay healthy, but um, yeah, I mean, we save a little bit of money. Of course, there's, there's some dead money that, that comes with cutting him, but um, I hope he can go somewhere. uh,
1: Do you think he goes somewhere? Where do you think he goes?
0: I don't know. I think he, I think he, uh, I think he'll wait it out. I don't think he'll be signed right away. I could be wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think just his injury history will make it tough. I think it'll be a situation like the Bucks. Uh, a, I was just gonna, yeah, I was just another gonna. Another super team, you know, tries to start getting formed. He might mm-hmm. go to KC if they get rid of Sammy Watkins and they move on from Bri- Byron Pringle or you know stuff like that. I feel like if he if he picks his spot to go win a Super Bowl, it'll be with a contending team. Uh, you could see him go to the Colts if the Colts are like, yeah, we need a deep threat. We'll bring in Deshaun. See if you know if we can keep him healthy, and he'll be a weapon for. For Carson, but um, that's why I hope I, he does. I hope he doesn't chase the bag
1: and go somewhere yeah. early and grab you know a, a very soft team that's not going to compete. But if he does wait it out, I think the Bucks would be the perfect spot for him, especially if Tom Brady stays next year.
0: Yeah, if, if they move, I, I I don't see him going there if they keep Godwin Evans and and Brown, and they have Scotty Miller too, who's a, a burner mm-hmm. uh, for a little guy, but. I think if Antonio Brown moves on, or Godwin doesn't get paid, or you know something happens, or if Scotty Miller gets hurt in training camp, then they could bring in Deshaun Jackson. But I see him going a contender. I I don't think he's a bag chaser anymore. I could be completely wrong. He might want to go to a team where he just gets to make make the most money that he possibly can and play the most uh, over yeah. winning a Super Bowl. I don't know how important it is to him, but exactly,
1: he um, could rather want the lifestyle of a like you know a minor. Yeah. Me something like that over a team which is like you know i i understand that but i i do hope we see him get a ring like we saw LaShawn mccoy get one
0: yeah speaking of uh the lifestyle i think he still owns his house in tampa so that's that's something to look for he might say hey if you offer me the vet minimum i'll come play with tom brady and you know stay here but um moving on well you 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 talked about malik jackson and alshon jeffrey i think we can talk about them too so what I've heard is they're, they're both uh post-June 1 designated cuts that can't be announced until the beginning of the league year. Mm-hmm. But they will – I think when the league year kicks off, that's that's the first news you're going to hear about the Eagles is that both of those guys are being cut. Because I, I read that if they're on the roster on the 18th or the 19th like that, a $25 million guarantee for both contracts kicks in uh, yeah. based on the restructure that Howie did earlier that we heard about. Uh it it saves the team some cap. It allows them to uh disperse the cap hit for both of those contracts over um a certain amount of years. Um, so it's not just all dead money on 21. And they they get a little bit of cap relief now due to the restructures. But speaking of the cap situation, I just wanted to talk about that real quick. I think right now, after the Carson Wentz um trade and um Deshaun Jackson being cut, and then you factor in Alshon Jeffrey and Malik Jackson. I think we sit around like 42, 43 million in the hole. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I think Howie's going to be able to get on Earth for two reasons, not multiple reasons. I think he'll restructure guys like Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, right? Get those guys, kick more money down the road, whatever you have to do to convert it into a bonus, get that money off the, the cap numbers. Um, you'll move on from Earth, of course. You'll, pro- you'll have to make a decision with Derek Barnett. If you cut him, you, you save $10 million on the on the cap, so that seems enticing. But I feel like you could restructure something with him or sign him to a short-term deal that uh, doesn't have that big of a cap hit that he otherwise would if he um, stayed. Apparently, the market is really big for him. Yeah, I feel like he's underrated. I feel like the Eagles didn't use him uh, the right way while he played here with Jim Schwartz. But, yeah, I mean, I could easily see him chasing the bag and going somewhere else and making some good money because he's – depends how much they value him because you also have Josh Sweat waiting in the back too. So And Josh Sweat's I, like 22, 23, something like that. And I'm he's going into his fourth year. It's insane. I feel like the Eagles – uh, not, awesome. not this offseason, but next offseason definitely need to lock him up if he stays healthy and continues to, to grow and produce. But outside of Derek Barnett, you can cut Marquise Goodwin. That saves five. Mm-hmm. Depending on what happens with Jason Kelsey, if he retires, that saves you a lot of money, right? Yeah. Um, and then I think the move that nobody wants to hear, but should happen, it it makes too much sense to not happen. Move on from Darius Slay. You went and got Darius Slay. Yeah, I uh, you thought you were going to compete, right? What's yeah. the point of keeping a high-priced thirty-year-old corner if we're not going to compete? Move on. Get trade him away. Um, I don't think you can cut him in, without cap casualty, but I feel like you could find a contending team that needs a, a, a corner that can take that contract off of the Eagles books. But you see, like I said, right when I said that you kind of winced. So you're like, I don't know. I,
1: yeah. Cause like, I just don't, I get it. I get the thought process, but I don't know if it's would to happen because of, you know, you just got him, um, You know, I I, obviously we've seen stranger things happen in the NFL where guys just get traded after one year in
0: spots. But what's his deal? Was it three years? I think think he signed a three-year deal after we traded for him. Yeah. Uh, I don't know the numbers off the top of my head. I can pull it up real quick. Um, I could see it, and it's going to be weird, but this
1: is the only way I feel like how he can salvage himself this offseason is if you make every move, like, right possible with your cap situation – if you're able to, you know, rebuild this team back for next year or the year after that to go and spend big and invest, but it's going to be a lot of moves this offseason. You're going to have to get rid of a little, get rid of a lot of guys. You're going to have to draft well and start from scratch. But I feel like that's the only way he can salvage, like salvage his career right now. Howie Roseman in Philly.
0: Yeah, he definitely has to gut this team, get them under the cap, draft well in 2021. But so Darius Slay's contract, he's got 3 years left. Uh this is the the contract. So he played his last year uh of his Detroit contract in in 2020 and then okay. his Eagles deal kicks in in 2021 through 2023, 12 million dollar base salary, 3.25 million prorated bonus. Um there's 3.25 million dead money if he's traded post June 1st, but the Eagles save million dollars on the cap. If they trade him, like I said, it doesn't make sense for him to be here. It doesn't make sense that you would. Why would you continue to pay the guy? He's we're not competing. What's the point? It doesn't make sense with guys like Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham. Mm -hmm. You make the case with these are our guys, you know, we're not there's no need to get rid of these guys if we can restructure these deals and keep them here. Um, then that's what we're going to do because at the end of the day, you're still running a business. You still want to be as, as competitive as you can be. But if you can get off of Darius Slay's contract when he's about to turn uh, 30 this year and you won't even be remotely competitive by time his contract's up, it just doesn't make sense to keep him. So I think the Eagles should trade uh, Darius Slay this off season um, after, after June 1st. Of course, so you save that cap money. And trade him for pennies on the dollar. Trade him for a conditional fifth-round pick, where you it could turn into a fourth-round pick if he plays um, a certain amount of snaps, or get you know goes to the Pro Bowl or whatever that looks like. But I think the Eagles should definitely move on from Darius Slay. But um, I really
1: didn't like. I don't know why it never crossed my mind, but it does make perfect sense with you gutting the whole team.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna move on from Deshaun and Alshon and all these dudes, and you have to move on from Zach Ertz. Why would about you even McLeod? the overpriced corner that you have? Where do you think a
1: guy like Rodney McLeod goes where he's not too overpriced, but also you know is an aging vet with Kayvon Wallace waiting in the back? What do you do with a guy like that?
0: I think Rodney's under contract for next year with us, and I think I looked at his contract a couple weeks ago. I think it's guaranteed, not the whole thing, but majority of it's guaranteed. So if they cut him, it'll be another dead cap situation where – it doesn't make sense to cut him. So I think Rodney McLeod will be back in 2021. And coming off of an ACL, who knows if he returns to form, if he's still effective, but I think that plays into how he's plans. We'll have, you know, we'll have the aging veteran on a, on a cheapish deal, come back and, and play safety force one last year. And then his contract expires. And then we what can. Jalen Mills. Jaylen, oh man. See, that's tough. Jalen's a young player and. If I'm if I have to put on my GM hat, probably you try to move off of him. But he's one of my favorite players, and he he's a player you can build a culture around. Right? He's yeah. a guy that could be important to Nick Sirianni and Jonathan Gannon when it comes to the the culture of the team, having a leader in the locker room. I feel like Jalen Mills is that guy. And like I said, I feel like Jalen Mills is young enough that in a few years you can he can still be on the team when you're you know rounding that corner into being being a competitive team
1: yeah yeah we next episode i just had an idea we should do a stay or go with
0: every
1: every player on the current roster just pop up their name give a quick statement on stay and go i think that'd be fun
0: yeah that's definitely fun that's what we'll do uh next year um but moving on we'll talk about the uh, the draft i know we're uh we're a little ways out. Of course, we'll have free agency before the draft. But like I said earlier, I don't think the Eagles will have money to do anything. They might sign a, a couple uh, vet minimum deals for guys that are uh, going to take cheap contracts and hope to play, um, prove it deals, and then cash in next year when, when the cap goes up. But talking about the draft, now now that we got the Carson Wentz situation figured out, he's gone we get a, a third-round pick this year and then a conditional second, which will most likely be a first-round pick next year, uh, yeah. barring an injury pretty much. Uh, that's the only way that uh, it would stay a second-round pick because Carson's going to play uh, at least 70% of their snaps if he's the starter. So a third-round pick, a first-round pick next year. I think that's the thing, too, that, that caught everybody off guard. Like You just see it on the surface. It's like you traded him for a third-round pick this year and a, and a second-round pick next year. Everyone just focuses on what we got this season. They, they don't care that um, that it's a, a first-round pick, potentially, most likely, next season. But now that Carson's gone, now that we kind of know what this team's going to look like heading into free agency and then the draft, what do you think happens at six? What do you think the strategy is for Howie? Last week, I thought
1: we were going to be all in on Jamar Chase, but as days go by, I think it's more realistic that the Eagles take a QB at six. Um I don't know if I'm going to like it or not because it, you kind of just bring up the same problem again, where you're not building around your one quarterback in the building and you're creating more controversy because no, no matter which way you slice it, whether Jalen hurts starts and then he struggles, you're going to get the fan base and everybody on the team screaming, put in the guy that you drafted at six, yep. or whether the guy at six struggles, you're going to get guys screaming, you know, why didn't you go back to Jalen hurts? Why don't we just make Jalen hurts a starter and build around him? So, I don't think either way it's not going to look good. I think right now I'd rather have the Eagles take somebody like Jamar Chase at 6 and just avoid that problem. Build around the guy that you have in the building. Even though I'm not a Jalen Hurts supporter, I don't want Jalen Hurts to be the quarterback on this team, but the best option for us right now would be to build around the guy that's in the building. And I I you know, I kind of get a sense that Jalen Hurts doesn't have it, but I don't fully know that yet. Why not give him a season? See yeah. what you're gonna do in the future. Give him one season, even though it's gonna suck. I'm gonna hate the whole season watching him play 16 games. But give him a year. Let us see what he can do and then decide which like direction you want to take the team.
0: Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. If if I'm answering with my heart, my answer is draft a quarterback. I want my new guy. I want my new Ferrari. I want the new savior to the the Eagles and I want him right now um if that could be Zach Wilson then I would do it a hundred times I think that guy's phenomenal I think he's gonna be um I think he's gonna be money in the NFL but I think it only makes sense that you let Jalen Hurts prove it prove that you are the guy prove that you aren't the guy because we're not competing this year uh this year's not really gonna matter um for the Eagles when it comes to competing and winning and winning the division, going to the playoffs, things like that. So I think you just – you you give Jalen the keys. You try to put as much young talent around him as you can. Jalen Rager, Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith, Kyle Pitts, whoever you you take at six. Mm-hmm. Um, watch Howie just do his, his classic Howie stuff and draft a, a lineman, offense or defense at six. But um, And yeah, there's
1: nothing I- wrong with that because you're building the pieces around you and then you're going to focus on the quarterback later.
0: Yeah, I mean, like I said, I think you're skipping the quarterback, letting Jalen prove it, and then addressing that next season, whether it's you draft a quarterback in the first round or you pay one of these high-priced free agents, whoever it's going to be next offseason. I just – I don't like Jalen Hurts. I don't think he's the answer, but prove me wrong, prove me right. I think it's – I think 2021 is just prove it for Jalen Hurts, and it has to be. If you go draft another quarterback, you're going to run into the same things you ran into this year. Just like you said, if if Jalen gets the nod ahead of the guy at six, we're going to hear about that we want to see the the guy that we took in the first round, the minute Jalen throws an interception or fumbles it or loses a game, and then vice versa. If we take a guy at six and he struggles early, we want to see Jalen Hurts all over again. So I think it would be catastrophic if the Eagles took a quarterback in the first round because he would probably just waste whoever that was too.
1: Yeah, I think next year is going to be kind of not a throw it away year, but let's see what you got. And the only way the Eagles can ruin that is if you draft somebody, if you draft a quarterback at six. Like we just went through this whole Nick Foles (laughs) for years in a row. And then we went on with it again with Jalen Hurts this year. Stop shooting yourself in the foot when you don't need to bring this much controversy to a team. You know, if people don't think that stuff matters in the locker room, you're wrong. It can destroy a team easily. It it kind of destroyed us this past year.
0: But um you wanna move on to some comments? I one more thing before before we go to some comments. I think when I think about Jalen Hurts having a prove it year, I think 2021 will be a prove it year for all the young guys on the the roster. Jalen Rager's gotta prove it. Miles Sanders has to prove it. Not that he hasn't already, but you gotta prove that you belong here when we turn the corner. Are we going to keep you around when we go get our new quarterback or are you, are you going to stay around now that Jalen hurts has got his first full year as a starter and he's phenomenal and, and we can really surround him with guys like who's going to play well enough to stay is Dallas Goddard going to break out and have that fantastic season. That's going to warrant him getting paid. Cause he has to get paid next offseason. Uh guys on defense. If Jalen stays, are you, are you playing well enough to stay? Um, Josh Sweat, are you playing well enough to get a contract? I feel like 2021 is going to be pivotal for a lot of the young guys mm-hmm. uh, going forward into 2022 and beyond. But uh, we only got a couple questions, but we'll answer those real quick before Very we got a good on. one
1: from Lauren Stort. Um, it kind of relates to what we were just talking about. There was a report that came out yeah. about the Eagles bringing in somebody else to be competition for Jalen Hurts, whether it was through free agency or at six. And Lauren asked, who do you think that the team brings in? I'm
0: going to let you go first. Tell me who you think. I think the two names I've seen and the two names that make sense are Brissett and Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, uh, I don't think it's going to be a young guy. Like I said, if you're going to bring in a young quarterback that's a free agent, you might as well just draft somebody. I think it's going to be a vet. I don't think either one of those guys beats Jalen Hurts for the job, but I think they create that aura that there's competition in camp to try to push both of them. Uh, but I think Brissett or Tyrod Taylor, um, I've heard Ryan Fitzpatrick. I would love that. Just That would be fun. I don't think he's a great QB. I don't think he could win games for us, but uh, I think Brissett and Tyrod Taylor are the guys.
1: Ryan Fitzpatrick gives me Josh McCown vibes, where he can yeah, come yeah. and be a fiery leader. Um, if you're asking me right now, I'd rather have Tyrod Taylor just because I know he's worked with Sirianni and um, Steichen. But yeah. I do think it will create it. It would create a healthy competition because no one seriously thinks that Tyrod Taylor or is going to take the job away from Jalen Hurts, or nobody's really going to seriously be screaming for Tyrod Taylor to come in. Uh, and also they're kind of the same type of quarterback play. So you can fit them into the same packages. And I think it would just be a better team fit.
0: Yeah. I think Tyrod Taylor probably would have played a lot more in LA this year if he didn't puncture his lung, if they didn't puncture his lung early on, of course, you know, Justin Herbert came in and, you know, that was the the rest was history, but, I think Tyrod Taylor is a perfect backup on this team, the perfect uh, veteran mentor for for Jalen Hurts going into 2021. And Brissett worked with Sirianni in Indianapolis, so that's the link there. Uh, I wouldn't mind that either. I think he's young, old-ish. You know, he's kind of in the middle. I think he's like 25, 26, um, and he's he's still young enough to have potential, but old enough to be considered a vet to have you know experience in the NFL. Do you think the Eagles are going to draft a QB in this
1: upcoming draft, or do you think we will build around Jalen? Do you want to just focus on will the Eagles draft somebody at all? doesn't just matter in the first round. Do you think they'll take anybody in the draft, quarterback?
0: Yeah, I think they do. I think it's a late-round situation. Um, I think Howie still has that quarterback factory you know, philosophy in his head that he just wants to continuously take young quarterbacks in the draft, develop them the best he can. I don't think Sudfell will be back. I think even if you go get Tyrod Taylor, you still want to have a a young guy, uh, a third guy, a third, fourth guy in camp. I think they take a flyer on a guy in the sixth or seventh round. So I wouldn't be surprised if a QB is taken, but in the top four rounds, no.
1: There's a, there's a guy that they took a couple years back late in the rounds, uh, like fifth or sixth, I forget his name. Um, he went to Dallas as well after Thorson. Yeah. See, I I think they'll do something similar to that where they grab a guy really late, just bring him in as a camp body. And that's about it. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, this is referring to Jalen Mills. They got to keep Jalen. He won't be that expensive and he's versatile. I think we clearly can both say that we agree with that. He's a yeah. cheap cheap guy. You got him in the seventh round. You've gotten the most out of him. Why not keep him? Yeah, um, I
0: think Jalen should stay around. Uh, I think he loves Philly. I think the, they can take advantage of that if uh, if they re-sign him. All right, last comment. You want to take that one? I, I'm, I'm looking at the thing that you just sent me. Hold on. Yeah, no problem. I don't think you can draft a QB, says Sydney. I think that's a big mistake for a dysfunctional organization. I see potential in Jay Hurts, to be honest. I believe in him. I know that's an unpopular opinion. You know what, Sydney? It's actually not unpopular. It's unpopular on the Birds of Broad Street podcast live stream, but it's not unpopular in the you know the conversations you have with most Eagles fans. They they think that Jalen Hurts deserves a shot. I don't. I don't like what I saw from him. I get that he was a rookie. I get it was only four games, three and a half. If you want to be technical, but in those three and a half games at the same team that uh, Carson Wentz played with and was crucified uh, playing with, he was worse. People say that Carson was worse. Jalen Jaylen Hurts was statistically worse than Carson Wentz. If you look at his passer rating, if you look at his completion percentage, if you looked at, at the amount of total turnovers between interceptions and fumbles, Jalen Hurts was worse. Um, but that there's that's the hater in me. I'm going to take that and I'm going to run with it. But – I think if I if I put my objective hat on, we have to give Jalen Hurts a shot. It doesn't make sense not to.
1: I, I do think that we all agree on the fact, though, I, like Sydney said, it would be a big mistake with the organization yeah. if you do take somebody at six.
0: Um, it would be a huge mistake if you took somebody at six and you brought them both to camp. Mm-hmm. If if Howie and this team decide that they've fallen in love with Fields, they fell in love with Lance, they fell in love with Wilson, and, and he slips, or you know whatever happens if they can find a way to trade up, and not mortgage the future. If they fall in love with a guy and they go and get him, and you turn around and you say, "Okay, we're going to trade Jalen Hurts um, to you know to get a, a future draft pick or whatever that looks like," then yeah, that makes sense to me. Then that's fine. But it, yeah. it would be it would be dysfunctional and it would be a huge mistake, like Sydney said, if you drafted the QB and brought them both to camp. That's where exactly
1: I would be okay with that. You want to take somebody at six that you f- fell in love with? Okay, get Jalen Hurts out the door.
0: Yeah, get a uh, Our last one uh, who would you want the Eagles to draft in the first round? I think these are if, if, Bobby, it, these are, these yeah. are amazing. <laughs> I think if it's not a QB, if the Eagles say we're going to give Jalen the chance, it has to be an offensive player. That's where this team lacks youth and speed and, and talent. Um, Kyle Pitts, Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith. Uh, those are the guys that I'd like, and if neither of them are there, which one of them will be there? Uh, I would trade down, accumulate more picks, stay in the first round, of course, and and take you know another receiver or tight end or offensive lineman or whatever. But I think the Eagles should stick to offense, get another dynamic playmaker for Jalen Hurts or wherever the QB is.
1: Yo, every day I'm liking um, Kyle Pitts more and more. He yep. disgusting as an athlete, like he. He can do it all. I think he would be better as a receiver in the NFL than anything else, but it doesn't matter. You can line him up anywhere on the field because that's yep. the beauty of it in the NFL. You don't really have to pick a spot for him. He can do, he could basically do whatever he wants, but um, I do want the Eagles to take an offensive player. And if I'm going to be specific, it would be Devonte Smith or Jamar Chase. Just yep. because, yeah, I believe that the ceiling for Jalen Rager is a lot higher than it was last year, but I don't see Jalen Rager as the number one guy, a number one wide receiver.
0: He's a number two.
1: Yeah, so why why not go get that? Solve that problem right there. You can with the number six pick. You can grab a guy that will be wide receiver one from day one. Hopefully, Jamar Chase is there because I do think he's the most NFL ready out of all of them.
0: Yeah, I think uh, Jamar Chase is my favorite prospect in the past few years, and the fact that the Eagles have a chance to actually get him makes me excited. Um, What was I going to say? I had a a topic that I was going to talk to you about, but to spare awkward silence, I'll, I'll move on from it um last comment we got you don't like Justin Fields it's not that I don't like him I I like Zach Wilson more um if Justin Fields was the pick like I said if you're going to take a quarterback at six you have to move off of Jalen Hurts doesn't make sense to bring them both to camp you're just playing with fire from from that point but um I it's not that I don't like Fields I just I'm indifferent I think Wilson's better and I I would kind of be you know I'd be 50 50 with with Justin Fields if he was the pick at six
1: yeah, I think I'd like to do a lot more research this offseason. Yeah. The quarterbacks in the draft until I can fully say who I'd want to take over somebody else before, like, before I have a preference.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think the, this this offseason, like I said, before we even got to firing Doug and trading Carson, we knew it was going to be crazy whirlwind. A lot of stuff was going to happen, and um, that was an understatement. This is going to be one of the most bonkers – off-seasons uh, I can remember for the Eagles since I've been a fan back in 2004. So uh, with that being the last comment, we don't have nothing else to talk about unless you want to hear us boo-hoo about Carson Wentz for another 30 minutes. We're going to cut this one off. We'll be back. We'll be back when we want to be back because that's Cause we're what we're on doing. our own schedule now. Yeah, so we'll be back. We might be back in two hours. We might be back in three days. You never know. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Fresh Prince of Philly. At Eagles fans, follow us on Facebook at Birds of Broad Street. Subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to the YouTube. And Carson, we miss you, and we love you, and I'm sad.
1: We are sad. Sorry.